One other issue I wanted to turn our attention to right now, and it's kind of flown uh, under the radar a bit here. But uh, there is a requirement in Alberta that municipal councils have a code of conduct. And this has been an issue recently, for example, in Edmonton, where a city councillor and mayoral candidate has found himself in some hot water for violating, uh, allegedly, that, that code of conduct. Is it something that we need? Because the Alberta government is apparently now considering making these codes of conduct optional walking back this law that would require municipal councils to have a code of conduct. And is it in response maybe to uh, some of these controversies involving municipal politicians who have some conservative ties? Is there a need to have these these codes of conduct? What does it actually uh, accomplish? So joining us to talk a bit more about what this uh, all might mean, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Kathy Heron, who is uh, the mayor of St. Albert, also vice president of the Alberta Urban Municipalities uh, Association. Kathy, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for shining a light on this topic. Well, let's talk about why, why this matters. Why, why is it important that these, these codes of conduct exist in the first place? I would say there's a there's a fair amount of reasons, but the number one, and I think most important, I think all levels of government should be um, accountable to a code of conduct. Uh, it was made mandatory for municipalities um, in legislation change in 2015, and gave us all about three years to actually get get one in place. But uh, you know, I think. When you look across, you just talked about federal politics and provincial politics all in one yeah. breath, and now we're talking municipal. You know, all all levels of politics, the, the elected officials need to be held to a high standard of integrity. And um, this code of conduct that was mandatory um, kind of uh, encouraged, forced maybe, but it really made councils right after the election in 2017 sit down and discuss what their common values um, and their principles would be for that term. And it really led to increased collaboration. What kind of issues is this meant to address? Though? I, think, I think the government in 2015, when they asked for it to become mandatory, they, they were looking at some of the I don't like to use the word dysfunction, but there was strife in some councils across Alberta. St. Albert had it had it very um, very public in two thousand in the two thousand thirteen to seventeen term. We had a lot of infighting within our council, and we had the province step in and, and et cetera. Um, so, and you can see examples of that all across Alberta. And so, by forcing the councils right after the two thousand seventeen election to sit down and talk about it. You've seen much less of that. I, I mean, you you brought up um, the Edmonton example. There's other examples in in the province that are st- it's a, it's a process, I would say, and it's getting better because of the mandatory code of conduct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where where are we at? Because from what I understand, then the the um, Alberta government has reached out to to your association, suggesting maybe some some changes are coming. What, what do we know at this point? Well, you know, the government um, has proposed changes. They're proposing it under the um, the conversation of, of reducing um, red tape. And, and I don't understand how, how after asking us to put all the, the time and the money and the thought and effort into developing our code of conduct to now make them not mandatory is at all reducing red tape. It, I don't understand that. Um, they, they are saying that they haven't made any decisions yet and that they will, you know, be doing their consultation with municipalities, including 
the, the two associations that represent um, the, the AUMA represents the urban and then the RMA re, um, represents the rural municipalities. So those two associations will be part of the conversation. And I'm, I'm really hoping that, you know, they'll listen to those associations and municipalities because what I'm hearing across Alberta is we like them and we want to keep them mandatory. And we actually probably could see some um, improvements to how they're um, legislated. So the conversation is always good if change happens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if, if if these codes of conduct are no longer mandatory, but as you say, municipalities have them in place, so what would happen then? Would it be up to, uh, for example, a city council then to, to have a vote on, on whether to keep it? What what would be the process going forward? Yes, I think, so in St. Albert, it's, it's a bylaw. It is, it's a yeah. municipally passed bylaw. We could have done that with or without the mandatory legislation. So you're absolutely correct. If, it, if it's made optional, then... Um, some municipalities could have them and some couldn't. But I honestly think Albertans deserve their elected councils to have them. So uh, it was good change to make them mandatory in 2015. So it's a step backwards, in my opinion, um, with with making them optional. And it sends, a, it, it sends an interesting message because the provincial government is also talking about recall legislation for locally elected uh, councillors and mayors. So they want them to be accountable on that side, but why not to a code of conduct? So it's 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 kind of um, contradictory in their messaging. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to see what what the problem is here that the government's trying to solve by by making this optional. If it's if it's mandatory, if municipalities have them in, in place, then yeah, it's it's hard to see where where the issue is. I mean, you, you alluded to um, you know the issue potentially of of red tape. I I don't know. I mean, is is that a legitimate concern? No, it's not. No. So at this point, no decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have nothing else to say that. No, it's not a concern. Um, I right. think probably you've seen what's happened in Edmonton and Calgary, and it doesn't seem to be working in those two big cities. And I can understand um, some of the positions that you know councils are ganging up on other councillors. And uh, but th- so there could be changes. That's when I said change is good um, in the legislation. So maybe re- remove the council themselves from being the arbitrator and the um, the one to deliver any sanctions. That that might be better done by either a third party, non-biased, or maybe by the provincial government themselves. So I think that would be an improvement. I feel sorry for Edmonton when their integrity commissioner says the breach has happened, but then they can't impose sanctions. There's there's a problem there. So that could be improved. We'll see where this all goes from here. We'll leave it there for now. Thanks so much for making some time. Thank you so much for the interest. All the best. There you go. That's uh, Kathy Heron, the mayor of St. Albert and also vice president of the Alberta Urban Municipalities Association.